Hello, welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. Today, I'm speaking with our guest, Amanda Coleman, a very special guest from Dublin, Ireland. Ms. Coleman is the executive director and founder of the nonprofit called Irish Angel, an organization based in Ireland with offices in New York and Boston. And she specializes in support of law enforcement officers and military personnel as they may be affected by PTSD, mental health issues, anxiety, alcohol, and drug dependence. Welcome, Amanda Coleman. Hi, Jim. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me on. Sure. Can you can you tell us um, a little bit about your program? What inspired you, and and how does it work? Um, basically, um, I have family in law enforcement here in Ireland, um, and as much as our goals are the same, or we're very different how we police things, and um, we can't talk about issues here and what have you. So. Um, we were going through our own problems here in Ireland and um, it was then one of my family members that said to me, we don't have it as bad as the States. You need to see what's happening in the States. So I took to you online and I seen the war against cops and um, the devastation of the families that are left behind. Um, and it was it really touched me because as much as we may be in different countries, you know, when you have blue in your family, it you know you feel it it, regardless of whatever because we know the people behind the badges right so um i've seen then seen the support from not just the agency who had affected but the agencies across america and they all came together for us to honor that that fallen hero so um that inspired me to send messages of support for them because i had seen so much hatred towards them online um, and I just thought, you know what, just because I'm in a different country doesn't mean I can't support these guys, right? And give them a little bit of hope as to what they're doing is worthwhile. So that's what I did. I took to LinkedIn and I posted messages of support. And within two weeks, it was I was inundated with mails from agencies across the states thanking me for what I was doing. So I didn't have any clue of the Im- actual impact and just sending those messages had on these guys considering the times we were in and, and the um, all the organizations that were against them and what have you. So I continued to do what I did and I set up a website that was a kind of like a safe haven for them to go. Basically, it was a blog website and um, it, was pre- it was pretty safe. We had username passwords where we could all talk about issues that was going on. And I soon learned about the PTSD and how rampant it was within the services. So it made me um, more conscious about how, how these guys are feeling daily. So I wanted to do something to help. So I founded Irish Angel, which um, the name Irish Angel actually was given to me from a SWAT, a SWAT team, HRT Ofcom one day gave me the honorary call sign Irish Angel. So that's where it came from. So um, I then grew it into what is now, a five, we're 501c3 pending, but um, we are, our main mission is basically to help those in crisis, um, whether it be PTSD, mental health issues, or addiction. Um, I went out last year to the States to visit all of these healthcare places that has these programs for those in service because I wanted to see, you know, the impact 
that it would have if somebody went to it and the changes that it would give them in their lives. So it stirred me on to do what I'm doing. So yeah, that's where Irish Angel came about and what it's doing. So we're going to be helping those in crisis whose medical care doesn't cover their program. So um, eventually we hope to be able to be in a position where we can send them for their, treat, their treatment that they need. Yeah, really great work. And, you know, I've seen you, you're omnipresent on social media, uh, not just on LinkedIn, but Facebook and Twitter and others. And I, I noticed your messages of constant uh, support and hope. And I know, uh, especially during these times, it's much appreciated. Uh, it's great news, especially um, not only for the climate here in the United States, but also across the globe. And we've had um, recently, we've had guests on the show, uh, such as retired police officer Daryl Cortez, who still serves under underserved children with reading, literacy, and uh, shopping programs. And we heard about uh, officer wellness and mental health from Ellen Kirschman, a police psychologist. Um, I think you do just as good with your messages of support, I see them daily and I see the, the comments and the feedback. They're, they're awesome. So what drives you? Do you, do you get funding or what, what, what pushes you to, to put these messages out daily? It's just, to be honest, I've never received anything for doing what I do. I do it because I feel like I have an obligation to do it because I feel how they feel. It's like I said, it's like it affects you. If it's in your family, it actually affects you. So when I go online daily, sometimes I actually hate picking up my phone and seeing, you know, the craziness that's going on the following day, the, from the day previous. So, you know, every day it gets a little stranger. <laughs> so to me, that stirs me on to, um, to put out those messages of support and to have the difficult conversations that we need to have whether it just be a post about what do you guys think on this situation because you know we have to be there for them at the end of the day they're there for us so we have to protect our protectors um and they're so taken for granted um and the the level of disrespect and the level of um you know hatred from some organizations is just it's beyond reason so we have to be the calm in the storm for them, you know, you just can't, you have to show that support constantly. That's what drives me on is because I have mental health issues in my family. My, my mother has suffered with mental health issues and it's from PTSD through grief PTSD. So I'm very in tune with um, how someone might be feeling, whether it be depression or, and alcoholism, because a lot of the time people turn to alcohol through their depression um, mm. so I'm very aware of that and I'm very aware of how they might feel if I feel that way looking at people's posts nasty posts online we have to try and neutralize that by sending out the positive stuff so um, that's what stirs me on it's not beneficial for me it's more about you know helping helping people to me the best reward you can ever get is to help help another person so why not help those who help us that's the way I see it. Yeah, it's very selfless. It's uh, it's great. Why why America though? So I've seen that you've been at law enforcement functions in New York, Boston, and even in the state of Georgia. Um, why not concentrate on Ireland and the UK? What's what's the allure to the US? 
the one, my sister is a, an American citizen. So to me, you guys protect her and her family. So um, that's very dear to my heart. I have a very small family. So, you know, you got to look after your own. She's all I have. So apart from my mother. So um, I'm very passionate about her, how she's been in too. Um, and the other thing is with Ireland and a lot of the UK as well, it's for police slightly different, but um, they'd probably be a little more laid back than we are. And so when you sign up to be a police officer in Ireland, you basically sign a declaration that you are never going to speak about what happens within your agency and neither will your family because you can you can face the repercussions of it. Um, and it's, it's bizarre to me, really, considering we're about 20 years behind the states in, in policing. But yet we have this, we're so guarded about how we, you know, talk about issues within law enforcement. It just doesn't happen. The only issues you see is what the guarded press office puts out themselves. You don't see anything else. So there's kind of, I feel, I feel bad for them in a way here because they're kind of repressed in how they speak. They cannot speak out. And a lot of the time, like we don't have the level of crime that's in America. Um, having said that, we had 15 deaths through suicide last year. And that goes unheard of because, again, you don't want to, people in law enforcement here don't want to be, you know, putting out their stuff onto social media or whatever because they have this, I guess, um, this persona to live up to, you know. So mm. um, it's bizarre to me, really, it is. Yeah, but I'm working on it. Um, I'm working with the Port Authority Police Department in New York at the moment. They want to present a piece of um, 9-11 steel that's constructed into a Celtic cross um, to Ireland. And they basically told the guards here um, that they, they won't do it unless I'm involved in it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm helping put that together. So um, hopefully that will break down the barriers from this end of things and they'll start recognizing what we do. So um, fingers crossed anyway. <laughs> it's so funny considering I live here. Like, so, you know, but it is what it is. But I guess because America has opened up their arms to me, I've, I now feel like I'm a part of their family, if that makes sense. Yeah. So sure. um, I'm very, very grateful for that. Like, I mean, they call me sister. <laughs> they don't call me, you know, they either call me angel or sister. So I'm part of their, their crew. So it's all good. <laughs> nice. So are you seeing um, people applying for funding or uh, travel or, or support for their families? Not as yet. The way we're going to construct that is we're working with different agencies and we're trying to get more agencies on board um, who are treatment centers um, who offer help. So basically, we can't have just anybody reach out to us and say, oh, we're suffering with PTSD. We need this support. You have to make sure that the cause is really genuine and the person is in dire needs of what they get. Because at the end of the day, we are just a foundation starting off. And we want to make sure that the monies that we do collect is going to go to the treatment centers of the people who genuinely need it. So um, the treatment centers who we do have on board, they will apply to us for the grant. So they will talk to the person, assess the person and see what help is, is needed. We have resources on our website and um, so they can reach out to them. They can assess them. And if needs be, if they need either travel expenses or they need the actual expense, 
for the treatment, then they can reach out to Irish Angel and apply to us direct from the treatment centre. That's great. Yeah, it's really great to hear um, an organization like yours, a grassroots organization, starts from, you know, somebody, an individual who gets an idea, and, and I hope that others take notice. And we often hear, in America anyway, we often hear about this silent majority that support the police, but um, it's really rare that someone, you know, takes the risk and goes out and exposes themselves. Like you, you're very you're very uh, present on social media, and your support is unwavering. And I'm sure people appreciate it. So, what's what's your future hopes for your organization? Where where do you ultimately want it to go? The future hopes is to possibly take it across these across back over here to Ireland, where it is. Pardon me, where it is needed and um, where we can we can make an impact, and the same with the UK and any other country that wants to get involved. But right now we're so solely focused on America. So we'll take on different chapters as we go within different states across America to make sure, because at the end of the day, this isn't just going to be funding for one particular state. We want to be able for everybody nationwide to apply. So um, that's why we want to take our conferences and our bashes right across the state yearly. Um, just because, uh, unfortunately, uh, we were kicking it off in Boston this year and because of coronavirus, we, um, we had to be set back. Up. We've now put it back to March next year. Mm-hmm. But it allows us more time to put more chapters together and to work on, on our foundation, basically. You know, um, I think if you have good, solid roots, then the you know your 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 projection for the year is more stable, it's more founded. So that's what we're where we're at right now. So um, we're building a team as well that we're going to be taking across the country with us um, for our conferences. And the conferences that we are going to be doing is going to be people within law enforcement and first responders in the military who have fought those demons and um, have come out the other side and are very successful. Um, so we want to be able to tell people within law enforcement, not just the chiefs, not the sheriff, we want to hit the people that it's affecting the most, the boots on the ground. So we want to give hope to them. We want our conferences to be able to, you know, for them to sit up and notice who is speaking. It's not going to be just another doctor. It's not, and doctors are amazing. Don't get me wrong. They're amazing. <laughs> you and I both know what cops are like. Um, and, and firefighters and everything. If it's one of their own speaking, they will listen. You know, and um, they have a way where they speak in their language and that's what we want to do. We want to give that hope to them that there is those helps and the resources there for them. So um, that's the projection. Um, I'm just taking it day, day by day right now um, and, and just doing good things. Every day is a new day and it's a positive approach to something and it's, you know, when I think when you put out that you're positive about things, the more it comes back to you and the more people want to help. So um, we're doing good things right now. So it's all yeah. good. Yeah, you sure are. Any future um, events coming up in the U.S.? We do indeed. We um, are kicking off the Dusk Till Dawn Challenge. Um, this, hopefully this weekend. Um, we're working at Yank Apparel. They're doing um, a beautiful short for us. Um, surrounded by it's all about PTSD and mental health um, and the whole concept around the um, dusk till dawn 
is to walk from darkness into light. So when people are in a dark place, we give them hope that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So um, what it is, is you take part, when you want to take part in this challenge, we're hoping it will have a knock-on effect, a bit like the bucket challenge. So it costs $5 to take part in it because we know right now that people have lost jobs and still people want to try and help. So $5 is not going to break the bank, as, as they say. Mm. So $5 to take part, you nominate five people and then you walk or you run five kilometers. Uh, if you're disabled, you stay up and you walk, you, you take pictures or videos of the sunrise. And we're going to put together a whole team about it after people have done it. People send us their, their pictures and what have you. Because we do want to give that hope that people are behind them, that they're backing them right now. Um, because I think for cops in particular right now, they're in such a dark place. Um, there's a lot going on. I think it's a bit like, I know this might sound a bit morbid and stuff, but it's a bit like when you grieve for somebody, when you, when you find out that you've lost somebody. You're so busy and you're so caught up in the moment of organizing the funeral, you know, and and then there's so many people around you, you're constantly around it. And the same applies for cops right now being out on these protests. They're constantly busy. They're constantly feeling all this pressure and anxiety and what have you. But they're putting it to, to the back of their minds right now because they're solely focusing on the job at hand. But my fear for them is what happens when this dies down? it's then you have the time to analyze things and to think about things. And it's the same as when, when a funeral is over and you're left on your own and you start to, you're left there with your own thoughts. And that can be a very dangerous place for somebody. So that's why we want to give hope to them. You know, and that's why it's so dear to me to get this up and going and to show them the support that they need right now. And so, yeah, I'm hoping it'll be a success. Please, God, <laughs> at the end of the week, we, we'll kick it off. All right. Well, I'm joining. I'll do it. Well, well, thanks. Thank you so much for being on Policing Matters. Amanda Coleman, all the way from Dublin, Ireland. It is indeed an honor to have you on and totally support you and appreciate your support for law enforcement, public safety officers and our military. Uh, Anything, any parting words? No, just to keep the faith, guys. Um, you know, when times are when times are dark, and you do think that there isn't any support out there, seriously, go online, go to Irish Angel, and you will see the amount of people who have your six, because we're all there for you. That's the main thing. You need to know that you have we have your back. Nice. Yep, you can meet, uh, you can see the um, organization irishangel.org, as I I understand it. Is that correct? That's right. And you can see upcoming events, including the 5K um, run and um, support the organization. Thank you so much. And to our listeners out there, thank you for listening and what's happening near you. Are there organizations out there that are sending positive messages and supporting law enforcement? Love to hear about them. Uh, comment below or send us an email at policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks for listening. See you soon.